This is Future 2 Bright Eric Taylor. And I am the Blonde Blur Mikey Montgomery. We are the Bullish Trend, the Bitcoin Boys. That's one word with an I and a capital Z at the end, and you are listening to Wrestling Cheers. Taking your way in the world today takes everything you got. Taking a break from all your worries sure would help a lot. Wouldn't you like to get away? Sometimes you want to go where everybody knows your name And they're always glad you came You want to go where you can see that troubles are all the same You want to go where everybody knows your name And welcome back to Wrestling Cheers where everybody knows your name Especially back in Cleveland This is Wrestling Cheers We'd like to talk about things going on Northeast Ohio Independent wrestling scene we preview shows, we review shows, and sometimes we even have interviews along the way. This is a review of AIW's 216. I'm your host, Justin Summers, and Wrestling Cheers is brought to you by Midwest Territory. Please rate, review, and subscribe your ever listen to this fine podcast, whether it be Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, TuneIn, YouTube, Spotify, iHeartRadio, Pandora, Amazon Music, or Podbean, WrestlingCheers.Podbean.com. Find us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram, Facebook.com slash WrestlingCheers, Twitter.com slash WrestlingCheers, and Instagram.com. Slash wrestling cheers email if you so choose to desire wrestling cheers at gmail.com. Like I said, this is a review of AIW's 216. I've already introduced myself, and this week we got Stacy. Hey man, how's it going? It's it's going good. Uh AIW was back in Cleveland. It sure was. Do we want to get some of the complaints out of the way of uh parking? Ah man, so here's the thing. Like Look, I'm not, I'm not complaining. Yeah. If, if they had never insinuated to AIW, the parking was going to be free. I would have never even thought anything about it because 10 bucks for parking really isn't that bad in Cleveland. Mm -hmm. Uh, I would have been like, oh, okay. 10 bucks for parking. I was just kind of surprised because I was like, oh man, it was supposed to be free. Uh, and, and you know, that's a hundred percent on the venue. It is an AIW. Yeah. Um, it's the venue being greedy, but that's music venues, man. Everything's a hustle. They all try to fucking take every penny they can where they can. So eh, it's to be expected. Yeah. That's something I thought about later of like just $10. And I don't think there was a parking problem. Like, I don't know if there was like people that couldn't find parking. Oh, I don't know. I was there early, so I showed up uh, right around the type of doors, and I got parking because that was like one of the biggest problems with the Odeon. Like, yeah, there was that really good one across the street, but when that filled, because it wasn't just you know concert people or wrestling show people, it was you know people going to bars and whatever restaurants in that area. Like people were coming and going all the time. And then other options were down the road and then behind the building. Yeah. And that one across the street, if the Odeon ever does come back is gone. So, yeah. So I was, I was kind of upset or disappointed. I want to say like I was mad or anything, but you know, I was kind of disappointed at first, but like thinking about it, I'm like, ah, $10. I think the biggest thing for me was it was cash only and I don't always carry cash on me. So it was, I had to make sure to stop at an ATM before I uh, yeah. hit, hit the venue. Ad- Ad- advice to the good folks at temple live if you're gonna grift be prepared to grift properly <laughs> like cash cash only parking come on take a take a venmo take something yeah anything get a fucking square reader and have the dude stand out there with it he ain't doing a lot He's hanging out telling jokes to his buddy by the hut there mm-hmm. uh, 
taking money. They can one of them could learn to man a fucking square reader, something you know, making things unnecessarily complicated there. But and I th- I feel like compared to the Odeon, uh, this venue is a lot easier to get to. Not saying the Odeon was hard, but like off like there was a lot more from getting to the high from the highway to uh, the Odeon. This was was a lot a lot easier. Yeah, the flats are tucked down in there, and you've got to go through like downtown, downtown, like proper usually to get there. Mm-hmm. Where this is out like 30th Street or whatever, it's yeah, yeah. it's in and out pretty easy, man. And it's like right up the street from the Agora, like you mm-hmm. can sort of see the Agora from there. But yeah, it's cool. I'm glad to see the the buildings getting used. Mm-hmm. But uh, yeah, I don't know. So yeah, that was a, a lot of people's complaint even before you know entering the show was just like we were told free parking there there wasn't but i think at the end of the day yeah it sucked but like you said ten dollars like yeah man if i'm expecting to pay ten dollars i'm cool as cash ten dollars fine by me uh i was just I, the idea that the lady from temple live was like oh just blame me well okay we'll blame you <laughs> um, you were you were greedy and decided hey we booked this thing and now it's sold out so that means a lot of people are going to need parking shit we can make you know an extra couple hundred bucks let's do it mm-hmm. okay i don't i don't blame you but i am going to call you out for it greedy fuckers yep so that's part that part's out of the way yeah um I know you didn't do a meet and greet, correct? Like you didn't meet Dex Bach? No, no, I, I did not. I did not. You say those. Didn't have, he didn't have the special needs dog with him. Yeah. I wonder why he didn't bring it with him. I guess he doesn't. I guess somebody told me they had, they had talked to him or, or had heard about it. I'm not sure the details. I didn't hear it like firsthand. Uh, but apparently he hasn't. Uh, I think maybe it's Tom Dunn that told me this, but he hasn't traveled with the dog in like four years. Which adds up because the last time I saw Sean Waltman anywhere would have been the first Starcast, like all in weekend. Yeah. Um, and he still had the dog then, but that's like 2019, 20, yeah, 2019. So, yeah, it's like four years ago. Mm-hmm. So, and the dog did not look healthy then. So, I, uh, I am not surprised he doesn't drag the dog. Around. Yeah. I did the, uh, I did the meet and greet. Uh, one of the main things is I wanted to get, uh, xbox figure signed and i had yeah. I, I had mentioned it last week on the show i did get a heads up that they were going to be selling them but i was trying to like figure out like okay well it's going to cost this much signed and i want to do a combo like how do we how do we work that out like spoke with pedro got everything worked out so that's what i ended up doing it and uh getting a combo and having that uh that figure signed because I, like i said i was looking for it and i swear about maybe five months ago that was like so easy to find at targets and now I go, I went to a couple and didn't see him there at all. And I'm like, motherfuckers. But I mean, I know I saw a few at Toy Hio. Yeah. Um, but was, was X-Pac announced at that point? I think he might've been. I think so. I think I might've thought like, ah, I'm not going to buy it here. I'm going to, I'll go to Target and I'll be able to find right. it. Cause that's where I had been seeing it. But, and also at, really at that point too, when it comes, came to Toy Hio, like, you know, I was at, at Dan Housen's table for most of the show. Right. And I didn't get to do a, a great uh, walk around before the show. So did a little one, but yeah, if, if it was there, I don't even remember. So I don't remember why I didn't pick it up, but hey, you got it anyway. Yeah. And I got it signed. So all in all, I, I was very much happy with that. Yeah. I only heard good things about X-Pac people only. Everybody seemed to have a, 
a real good time uh, that did the the meet and greets with him. So, and it sounds like he was great backstage too. Mm-hmm. That's cool. Glad to hear it. Glad there's still some good dudes out there for that generation. Yeah, I think with him too, he was one of those dudes that he sat there and talked with people. Right. Like obviously he wasn't taking like five minute conversations, but like you know if you had any questions or things you want to tell him, he was fine with it. And then I think for everybody, he took like a, a two sweet pitcher and like a DX crotch chop pitcher. Cause it was like, oh, instead of, you know, asking for both, I'll give you both. Like he didn't even like warn you. He just oh, like, nice. he, he just, he did two sweet. And then he went, he went into the, to the DX, which I had kind of thought about even prior to the show. I'm like, man, do I want to do a two sweet one or do I want to do an X? I was wearing, I was going to wear my NWO shirt, but I, I like DX a little more than NWO. But the fact they did both, I'm like, that's, that's perfect. I didn't even have to fucking ask him. Yeah, I know. I had seen somebody say that he he had watched a lot of the matches from the back. I know I saw him up in the balcony a couple of times, like trying to to hide back a little bit so that everybody couldn't see that he was up there. But he was watching matches from up there too, which you know, not not every guest that comes in does that. Yeah, that's that's cool for the for the folks in the back to get that that feedback from a guy like that too. All right, uh, that's pretty much a lot of the. Well, that was only like one big meet and greet that they had. Um, oh, you, you don't count your boy. I mean, if you're there all the time, like, is it a big meet and greet? Oh, I don't know. No, Oh, I think so. There was another guest there though, that I think probably had a, a solid meet and greet. Uh, Steph or Thatcher Thatcher. I, I mean, she may have too. She was with Cardona. Mm-hmm. I don't remember seeing him when I was, uh, in the lobby before the show. Maybe he didn't do a meet and greet. I mean, that, I guess that would kind of be on brand, but I assumed Thatcher would have a line. Mm-hmm. Maybe I've, maybe I've overassumed. Maybe, maybe I've overassumed things, but I don't know. I will I say, that, I didn't pay real close attention because yeah. I knew it wasn't any anything I was doing. The thing that I I really enjoy about this venue is that there is a whole like separate space for gimmick tables because that's one thing I've always come. I don't want to say complained about, but it's been something that if there's not enough room for gimmick tables and all that kind of stuff, or even just to get around, like I'm not a huge fan of it basically. Cause that's why like, yeah. I, I love the volleyball caverns because like the gimmick tables were like off to the side and there was so much room. It was great. And this is like a, a totally different space and plenty of room for everybody. And yeah, go ahead. I think, I think the only thing that might, hurt uh the the folks on the other side of the gimmick table is that it's not just there during the show you know a lot of times i see people go to the gimmick table like between matches or Mm -hmm. uh or even an intermission like if you weren't going outside you weren't going back downstairs probably during intermission walking unless you had to go down to the bathroom but you know what i mean it's just like it's a disconnected thing so i think Mm -hmm. it it could and maybe it, it's pro- it's definitely a better experience like pre-show and post-show because it's a big area and like you said it's away from where everything else was but i think as far as just like total sales for the for the wrestlers it might hurt them a little bit a uh, few less opportunities it's and the the stuff's not kind of sitting there to remind people oh hey don't spend all your money on drinks uh you wanted to buy that thing at that table 
rather than get real drunk and then remember, ah, shit, I wanted to buy that thing. Yeah. And now I don't have enough money because I got real drunk. I've been that guy before. So <laughs> I don't Were gimmick, basically gimmick tables open before even doors opened? Yeah. yeah. Which I think, I think that's a big positive. Like I got, like I said, I got there, I think after a little bit after doors open. So I wasn't 100% sure, but I remember I was seeing pictures of people with Xbox like early. Oh yeah. Like before the doors opened, they announced that if you wanted to meet X-Pac, he was, he had now started doing meet and greet. Uh, and I, I swear I heard the same announcement for Thatcher too. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah. So a lot of people before doors even were open had, had done their X-Pac meet and greet. Mm-hmm. Uh, now that is a benefit for the meet and greets where now that that place, you can start a meet and greet long before the show starts. So you never end up with the situations like it was with Scott Hall Mm-hmm. or even harley race where like it, it we had they had to start the show mm-hmm. you know like they were streaming on uh i think for scott hall by that point it was a, a streaming issue um but you know the, the show especially now that it's streaming show has to start mm-hmm. like it can't you can't even push it back like oh we'll push it back 15 minutes yeah you, it's it's got to go when it goes so having that separate and being able to get people to start going through that alleviates that whole fucking thing so that's cool um and it gives you something to do before the show mm-hmm. the other thing for this show it didn't matter but a, a huge pro for that fucking place will be in the spring and summer if it's a day that's raining mm-hmm. or in the winter if it's cold um you're not stuck out in that shit you can wait inside a place mm-hmm. that is uh, seems to be climate controlled as much as you can climate control a giant old building like that yeah uh i think even too with uh with the space being separate for a big meet and greet you could technically start the show as long as you know that wrestler isn't like somewhat involved in the beginning of the show which they really are because now they're they're in that separate space so you don't see this like line of people wrapped around i mean grant people are going to be missing part of the show but the people right. that I feel like would be waiting in that line at that point might not be there for AIW per se. And that's that's true, too. Um, the only thing that I think would get sketchy at some point would be, uh, you know, you haven't technically had to check your ticket yet. Mm-hmm. The way it was set up before those merch tables everybody was you know what i mean Mm -hmm. i don't think anybody just walked in off the street and like (laughs) did a did a meet and greet and then dipped uh and didn't have a ticket but like pedro was set up past where like the tables were so if you were gonna run like that i think you would probably i mean this is not problems for me to figure the fuck out this ain't my gig but like I think they would have to figure out a way to make sure that everybody that was getting in had paid for a ticket for the thing. You know what I mean? Yeah. But it certainly seems doable. It's it's in any account, it's a benefit to that building mm-hmm. of the, of the list, the short list of complaints about the building. There's a whole lot of cool stuff about that building. A whole lot of cool stuff. Yeah. Uh, people were able to get drinks if they wanted to, to buy drinks before the doors even opened. Yeah. In, in that big hallway. Yeah, I think my biggest complaint kind of goes into just seating was cramped to a point of not necessarily like side by side because me and you we've had we've had uh, 
Akron shows where we're like shoulder to shoulder sitting next to each other. And we're, yes, yes, we have. Yes, we <laughs> we're, 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 we're not really uh, thin dudes. It was every 18 inches. And uh, <laughs> there's more than 18 inches of me. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, no, that so that wasn't the problem there. Uh, and I get how it happened. Um, it, John Thorne explained it in the AIW discord. Yeah. Um, the other side, cause when I went around, I ended up to get to my seat cause I had that very first seat. Uh, I ended up going, there were people sitting in all the rows on my side. I ended up just walking around to the other side mm-hmm. and cutting behind commentary and then just going around the guardrails mm-hmm. and in front, like in front of the entrance and then around to my seat uh to get to get to where mine is but like there were because there were those wooden chairs that i assumed were attached to the floor on the sides Mm. uh but i guess they're not they could be taken out and in the future i guess they will be um those things made it so that and with the hard cam there Mm -hmm. there was no way around Mm-hmm. And it was row, row, row of seats. So like, it was just a solid mass of people and no one was willing to like, okay, everybody slide out. So somebody can get into the other end of it. That shit wasn't happening. So it was just, it was too crammed over there. Uh, it was, it was pretty cramped, uh, as far as seats go, but that's something that, you know, there's growing pains and you learn with the building right like yeah that was that was my only complaint about the room upstairs i heard other other complaints uh, uh, some of them i feel are probably valid they didn't affect me so they're not my great mm-hmm. to air um yeah. but uh yeah i i i thought it was fine i thought the room's really fucking cool the room looks fucking cool yeah uh it sounds fucking cool mm-hmm. like the sound in there is incredible uh you could tell that that room was like acoustically designed fucking cool yeah um it looks cool the the views in there are fucking cool from the seats uh i don't know what it was like as you went back further in the room but up up front it looked really fucking cool mm-hmm. uh yeah I, I i like the new venue um my my issue with the seating was was the same as what you said but my experience was by the time i got up to the the show itself like it was probably right as steve guy was coming out or about to come out oh okay so like everybody everybody was already standing up and i'm like shit i have to get to my seat and i ended up having literally just walking on chairs i didn't want to do it at first but one person did it and i'm like all right i'm gonna do it too fuck it yeah and uh, I did not leave at intermission and I don't, that rarely happens. Cause normally I at least walk around, hit up some gimmick table or something. This was like, nah, I'm good. And I just, I just stayed in my seat the whole, whole time. Yeah. I mean, it's not unheard of for me to not go do shit at intermission, but I definitely didn't. Like yeah. when I saw the, the difficulty there was in getting to that seat the first time, I was like, ah, there's no chance. Cause if the show's already started it, I'm not like walking through the show to get back to my seat. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? That's yeah. fucking rude. Uh, so yeah, I just, I chilled at my seat is fine. Um, one of the complaints I heard is that the bathrooms down a flight of steps. That's pretty fucking valid. Um, that there's not a bathroom on the floor that we're on. <laughs> it's wild. Um, 
I, I would hate to have been somebody there that had like some sort of emergency. Yeah. Because imagine, okay, just imagine if it was you or just someone in your seat to go from where you were sitting downstairs to the restroom. Like it's not happening. Yeah. You're going to no, be, you're going to bix, you're going to bix your pants. It's going to happen. I was going to say, you're going to, you're going to be an AEW fan for the day. It's going to yeah. be, it's going to be a pants shitter. Yeah. That might be, that might be. Yeah. Down a flight of stairs to use the restrooms, a stretch. That's a little bit of a stretch. $9.16 ounce PBRs. Um, again, that's that's the venue. That's, you know, and that's, you know, AEG charges similar shit at the Agora. Live Nation charges similar shit at fucking House of Blues. And that's the places that this place, you know, is up against yeah. in business. So. They're charging what they would charge, you know, if they have a fucking big show in the theater, th those, the, you know, folks that are going to that, that's a normal, you know, theater size band, you know, venue price. So it's just not normal for wrestling, but that's steep. Mm -hmm. Nine bucks for a 16 ounce PBR is steep. Uh, I think that's all the complaints or issues that kind of people well, with like the venue itself. All in all, I, I've I agree with what you were saying of like you know there's going to be some growing pains and everything and yeah I, I think there's a lot of pros that outweigh any con for sure no the for one it's a venue that there's access to yeah. uh you know that's in Cleveland that seems to be a fucking problem so uh it's got one mark in the win column for that uh I just there's a lot of good with it man there's there's plenty of good and. Again, there's going to be multiple, multiple opportunities to improve on what it was the first time. So, but, but I thought the Odeon wasn't laid out the way it ended up being laid out towards the end. The first time they ran it, you know, mm -hmm. takes time to figure a room out. But I thought AIW was being ran out of Cleveland. <laughs> uh, dude, let's uh, look, those dudes will never say it, but I'll fucking say it. Other Cleveland dudes just love taking L's, like real publicly taking L's. And I don't get it at all. But good for them, man. Good for trying. Good for trying. Good for trying to talk shit and just being made look like dummies. Just a bunch of dummies. Oh, the person I was losing. Person I was talking about wasn't even doesn't even live in Ohio anymore. And he, Hold on, which one? Well, I don't know if we'll mention it later per se, but we can, we can hint at it that, uh, his name was mentioned later in the show. Oh, that dude. I wasn't even thinking about that fucking dude. I'm talking about, uh, you know, little Addie Coger and fucking Richard bag of milk with their promotions. Specifically little Addie ran that room to fucking 12 people. I was referring to the comment that was made because AIW, like all like, isn't it a coincidence that, you know, Turner's Hall closed and, and uh -oh. uh, uh, Mount Carmel sent him away, uh, cat piss venue, didn't allow us to run after two shows, and the Odeon, now the Odeon, oh, is it a coincidence? Ooh. Yeah, it's a coincidence. Really, really being ran out of Cleveland. Mm -hmm. Sure. Yeah, yeah, no, I was not, I was not referencing uh, Starchy. That was not starchy. No, I was referencing the sh little shit talk Atticus Koger made about like, uh, whatever the, the, the top promotion in Cleveland with quotation marks or whatever it was. 
Like they, they ran the UXWA arena to less people than UXWA ran the UXWA arena to stop it. Stop taking L's run in California. The 20 paid, the 20 paid aren't going to, aren't going to miss you that much. And Ricky's running in like a garage or something. I don't even know what that is. Good for them. Good for trying. You got to try, right? (laughs) But yeah. Anyway. Oh, AW did it real well. 500. Was it, was it 500 people in there? I thought, was it, did it, was it set around or like a little over? I don't know. Nonetheless, 500 felt like a lot of people looked like a lot of people was a lot of people. It was loud. That was one of the loudest AIW shows in a while. Like that room is loud on its own, but like just the sound of people was audible the whole time. Yeah. It was amazing. All right. Let's get into, uh, the first match, the, uh, pre-show match. AIW tag team number one contendership or tag title number one contendership match. We had bulking season versus H two V two versus money shot versus members only. I did not see any of this match because like I said, I showed up right around time doors open Xbox line took a while. And by the time I got up to the actual show, it was showtime. So Stacy, what was this match like? Look at you snubbing members only again. Didn't even watch their match. Yeah. Shameful summers. Totally on purpose. It was. I know it was. Had to be. Oh, that was good. I mean, it was a four-way tag match, so it's, you know, at some point it kind of breaks down. Um, But I I felt like it was a real toss-up. This was another match that, like, the way the match was laid out itself and the the setup to it of, of who was included really left it like wide open like you could make a case for any of the teams having came out on top and getting a shot but it was cool to see members only win uh, and get that shot later kind of want to see h2v2 win i think they're gonna have plenty of opportunities in the future it's just kind of like what i mentioned on the preview of they haven't got a win yet imagine like they finally get a win and then Mm -hmm. they 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 get a title shot like immediately i mean that's that's funny yeah funny but what happened with uh elijah dean i don't know man he so uh that dude i just saw him like take a move i don't even remember what it was and he turned around and i saw like a little bit of blood and i was like was that a light like shined off his face funny or was that blood and then he looked back over again and i was like oh that was fucking blood (laughs) that was that's for sure blood um i don't know what happened to him he got he got busted open though uh like i said i missed everything and then all i knew was like after the show i didn't see him i only saw uh zach nystrom but i it didn't register per se then i'd seen pictures later in the night of him in the hospital i'm like oh fuck yeah i mean i assumed he was gonna need stitches like with the way he looked uh yeah it didn't look good so yeah i Totally missed out on all that. So, and it'll be uh, members only, or was members only winning uh, later in the night. They got a tag title match. Sure did. But after that, we started the actual pay per view, depending on Cage Match. Cage Match has like, they classify this as a TV show. As a TV show? Mm-hmm. I mean, technically, it is like a show, an episode of AIW on a subscription service. So. But I guess the last handful of shows ever since uh, 
in the mouth of madness have been all categorized as pay-per-views. And then prior to that, all the, uh, everything that was on IWTV was marked TV shows. Yeah, man. I don't know. I don't, I don't know anything about the inner workings of cage match, but I guess I could see an argument for either way. Mm -hmm. But anyway, we started the, uh, actual card and started with this one. Steph DeLander versus Jocelyn Navarro. Yeah. Joss uh, with a with, with another uh top indie talent coming in. Mhm. Uh that's she's gotten a lot of opportunities and it's paid off. Like you can see how improved Joss is from like I remember Joss before AIW, you know? Mm-hmm. Um just watching that transformation has been pretty fucking cool. She's uh, she's transformed in the ring and out of the ring. Like even like her social media game is a lot different from before. Sure. Just you could like, she really evolved. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Um, and I thought she did a fucking great job in this match. I truth be told. Um, I don't, so I quit watching NXT other than like when somebody's like, Oh, Hey, watch this clip of this shit that happened Mm -hmm. like long, 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 long ago. I don't, was unaware of of her having ever been there like did she was she on tv or was she just like there uh i didn't watch it either <laughs> okay like i actually i can't tell you the last time i sat down and watched a folding of nxt it's oh. it, it's been for me it's been a very long time like more than most people but um i think it was like last week on the preview like i had to like i looked up her cage and i was like oh like how long has she been wrestling then i saw that she was in wwe and then like, i didn't even attempt to pronounce her name i was like no nah, i'm gonna fuck that up so yeah i don't even know what her name was there what was her, what was her name like i said i'm not gonna attempt to say it i'm gonna fuck it up ah uh, it didn't work okay <laughs> come on man <laughs> i have a lot of dumb moments but that won't be one of them <laughs> had to try yeah but um i she i don't think she was there that long and i was, yeah. I was she was i think she was part of one of those roster cuts where it was a lot of people that were you know, towards the bottom. Yeah. Like, ah, you're expendable. So, yeah. And she's Australian. I was, I was unaware of her prior to NXT works to, to, to me, uh, everything that I've seen of, of hers, I've seen within like past four months, maybe I mm-hmm. would say, I don't know. I was blissfully unaware. She was good. She can wrestle. She could wrestle better than a lot of people I've seen come out of NXT getting cut. Like, you know, that weren't names prior. Mm-hmm. Yeah, she started in 2017, and uh, oh, she was on a Black Label Pro show in 2019. Oh, that that tells you how much I paid attention to Black Label Pro. Yeah, uh, I remember the show, like the graphic, but I I couldn't tell you it was Black Label Pro Adventures in Wrestling. Oh, it was a um, Mania Weekend show. Oh, I was at that show. Well, do you remember the uh, YouTube title Million Dollar? Inter- intergender battle royal yep she was in it yeah yeah vaguely <laughs> that's fucking hilarious okay so i've seen her wrestle before yeah so scrap all that oh yeah i saw her back <laughs> in 2019 summer <laughs> yeah so obviously she hasn't been over here a ton yeah mikey blanton clearly likes very true uh she was she was on uh she was did a show at the canceled virginia company that canceled Virginia company? Nova Pro. Oh, shit. <laughs> that place. 
<laughs> she went by Facebook. Oh, yeah, I don't remember. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know who that is. I'm, I saw her, apparently. Not a clue. <laughs> but anyways, Joss had a good match with her. Yes. And right now, like, Steph is, like, a really hot name on the indies. Like, Seems to be. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and, like, uh, it was kind of, you know, Jocelyn getting that big, getting that big spot, big spot and getting the win. Yeah, I. so I don't know where Joss goes with this other than, I guess, just, like, keep bringing on challengers, right? Like, because, the, you know, the champ can't defend. She's otherwise predisposed. She did in my fantasy draft, and she lost to Jocelyn. Yeah, I booked her in my <laughs> fantasy draft, too. She was still champ. Um, I kind of think, like, if the title's not coming back and there's not going to be a huge focus on the division of having, like, Girls' Night Out, this is kind of, yeah. like, this is kind of the, the next best thing. You're getting somebody local to better themselves and go up against somebody who is established one way or another. Whether it be uh, somebody like Steph or uh, Thunder Rosa or um, Allison K. Allison K. I was thinking. I was uh, trying to remember Lufisto. Another. Yep. You know. Yep. Big name. Yeah, man, I just I don't I don't know that having a girls' night out is the, have a show that's just going to lose gobs of money. <laughs> I don't know if that's the answer, but well, she well. Pam across the room just pointed out to me. I don't even know that there's enough girls on the indies. I mean, there are clearly there's enough girls on the, but I don't know if there are enough like high talent girls on the indies to do like a whole show and again and have it not be just like the biggest money loser ever because how the flights like where people are going to be coming from, what people's rates are, from what I hear rates for women's wrestlers are very high mm -hmm. um i just i don't know if that's the answer uh but i like what you described joss doing on that show is just what joss has been doing mm -hmm. right like just you have like a top indie name or a top available name come in she wrestles them Ooh, just i don't know i mean i wouldn't say in that girls night out's coming back on the sense like we don't have the title and there's no girls night out like this is oh you were saying since there's no girls night out i thought you were saying have a girls night out and i was like wow summers that's just no it's that seems like a not thing that john would do yeah so we since there is no you know no, no title and no girls night out to have that same division like there used to be like this this is like the next best thing though yeah. i wonder how girls night out would do now because if i'm correct the last girls night out was before i think all the streaming it was. I think I was at it. I only went to one, and I think it was that one. Um, it was and, just like weird old pervert show. Well, I'm going to say there's a lot of weird old perverts uh, at home that can buy a pay-per-view stream of if this was one of those type of things where you had to like actually just pay for it. Yeah, I don't know. Um, yeah, I don't know, man. I think it would be cool. I, I guess the point that I was kind of leading towards was I think it would be cool. Not that she hasn't done a lot of it. She's done uh, enough of it, but uh, for Joss to do intergender stuff, like it doesn't have to be always bringing someone in for Joss, you know? Like, yeah, I, and she's dabbled in to intergender in AIW like a little bit here and there. Like we that's had always that's always kind of been part of AIW, you mm -hmm. know? Yeah, because she just had that pre-show match where that six-man tag match. Yeah, yeah. Oh, with members only. That's a great team. Her with members only is a great team. I I had kind of forgot about. Them. They had a they had a name for their team too, and I can't remember it off the top of my head. Like it wasn't just members only. Jocelyn, there was insert yeah their own collective name, which I've which 
is interesting because that means that those three people actually put some thought into it. Yeah. And yeah, that would be fucking great. Run with that. That was, I forgot how much that ruled. That was really fucking good. Mm-hmm. But yeah, it was uh, Jocelyn Navarro getting the win via pinfall. Yeah. Let's uh, move on to the next one. Pretty Boy Smooth versus Shaw Mason. Got a before the match. Uh, Pam putting on PB's chapstick. Shaw Mason giving uh, a gold medal to a kid at ringside. And it was his very first AIW show. Oh, that's cool. Little kid. Uh, I got a like really good picture of her. Like he's got like this. Oh shit. Look on his face when he gets the medal put on him. Yeah. And then shortly after that, PB uh, gives Shaw Mason a boot to that. Yeah, Shaw wasn't uh, Shaw wasn't ready. He was not ready for what PB was bringing. I guess. Nope, dude. I do think it's real dope that Shaw does the giving out the medal thing to kids. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think that rules because like AIW has a reputation for having like little badass kids, <laughs> fucking saying horrible shit and throwing double birds at people. Uh, so you got to balance that out with like a wholesome thing. Kids. here before you say say uh say something uh inappropriate or give the double bird here's a gold medal <laughs> yeah exactly we we were right across from the the one kid that always uh fucking people off yeah it, it was fun it was fun. It. <laughs> it was fun to just watch him like who's he rooting for in this one? Oh, he's he's rooting for wes because i know I, I remember that distinctly in the uh the other match actually i think this one he might have been rooting for smooth maybe i don't know i wasn't paying close attention to who the little kid was cheering for i just would happen to see it from time to time in the match literally right across the room i could just my eye just a little bit just move over oh okay or even like those moments where they were maybe not this match but like on the other side of the ring like yeah just i don't know something i just kind of noticed and then yeah i don't know you know what i noticed pb's got brian carson with that's what i was just about to say like we didn't talk about i don't call the elephant in the room but just be like when when the fuck did this happen man you know shit's got desperate when you're with brian carson that's a desperation move (laughs) is is brian carson the kiss of death in aiw i don't know man he he ain't the kiss of championships because uh two people he was with before this uh no longer an aiw one doesn't even wrestle anymore and i i would say the one that doesn't wrestle anymore it was kind of a he was the kiss of death for some people too at least one person yeah it's not a good rep not a not a good rep to have (laughs) that you might be the the mark of the end that's not that's not a great sign man it's gonna suck when pb's back at this venue with only like 20 people oh stop it (laughs) stop it don't do pb like that Come on. <laughs> For the last one once. Yeah, I, hopefully, man, PB, if you're listening, I don't know. I didn't. I was on. I was unaware. I hadn't put the pieces together about this Carson thing. I was just pointing out that usually it doesn't improve situations, but I was unaware of how much it ruins situations. I mean, probably think about that. Yeah, I, I think he would do a lot better bringing back the the guy he used to be with, and that is Gary the King Baller. Oh man, I don't know if that dude has a lot of time for wrestling. Bummers. He doesn't. But if he wants to show up every gauntlet for the gold, I'll be happy. Yeah, it's, it's always cool when he comes back to AIW. Uh, yeah, I think he's busy though. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know what PB uh, 
I don't know what the right move for him is. Clearly, he's, he's trying anything. Yep. And there was there was a lot of Brian Carson in this match, uh, kind of uh, giving PB some sort of uh, advantage. Yeah. yeah. Unfortunately, it didn't work out for him. No, sure didn't. Uh, Shaw Mason sure didn't. got the pinfall win. Yeah. Shaw Mason is racking up a lot of big wins. You know who was not at the show? Shaw Mason's sister. Correct. Yeah. I did not hear her, so I... I assume she wasn't there. I I asked him after the show if she was in Maryland. Oh. Because I was kind of like, was she here and I just didn't hear her? Ah, you know that's not possible. Well, that or I was thinking, you know, she waited too long to buy a ticket. Oh, guess what? Sold out. Can't come. But, yeah, if she's in Maryland, that, that makes sense. But uh, fun, fun little thing about uh, the result tweets for this match. Okay. People wouldn't notice. I'm not like... Wrestling Cheers is a highly followed type thing. I ended up tweeting out this result twice, and the second one was literally during the next match, like well into the next match. It's because there was a picture of Shaw pinning PB, and there was kind of like a, like a sweat stain towards the bottom of his tights. Didn't look like oh. sweat. Oh, no. I think, uh, remember we were talking about earlier about having a... Oh, no. Hold on, who shit their pants, Summers? <laughs> who are you alleging shit themselves? Shaw. But I don't believe he did. Shaw saw it, and he said, can you delete this? And I was like, fine. Well, yeah, if he shit himself, <laughs> he doesn't want everybody to see it. He says he didn't. Hey, man, everybody shits themselves at some point. <laughs> but, yeah, I, I was given permission to tell the story on the podcast. Man, he bixed himself during a match. That's well, he got it out of the way early. It was only streamed. That's it. So I, I don't know if anybody picked up on it at all. Like if they noticed it during the match, I saw it and I was like, ah, oh, just it's got to be sweat because it was just like this darker spot. So I'm like, there's no way he shit himself. But yeah. Oh, there's a way. One particular way. <laughs> First you say it, then you do it. It comes in one of those orders. Well, at least he got a win, right? Yeah. And that, that ties it up between him and PB. I don't know if we'll get another rubber match with him or we'll move on to the next few. See who can pick up number two. <laughs> Stop it. <laughs> All right. Let's move on to the next one. Filthy Tom Lawler versus Wes Barkley. Uh, Filthy Tom Lawler throwing everybody for a loop and coming out to a different theme. Yeah, man. His music choices are bizarre. I love it. Nothing beats when he came out to ICP. Still be my favorite. <laughs> well, of course that's your favorite. Whoop whoop. Yeah, times two and whatnot. Um, I feel like what we got with Wes is just him trying to kind of stand out a little bit more. Like he doesn't he doesn't always have uh can't always have Josh with him. No, no, he can't. Yeah, though you know, there's gonna be times where that's just not possible. So and he, he's this was a big test for us. Oh yeah. Tom's no joke. What are your thoughts on this match? thought it was really good mm -hmm. i did um that's gonna be a common thread with every time you ask me what i thought of a match on this show i thought it was really good um it was honestly it was better than i expected it like way better yeah like wes did a fucking fantastic far beyond what i expected he would do. does filthy have any bad matches not that i can think of because that's that was kind of my thought going into it it's just like well how is wes going to be with filthy you could say and this is not without me looking at it, uh, all of wes's opponents 
you would probably say like at least top five opponent for him. Oh, for sure. This was a huge match Mm -hmm. for Wes. And for me, I think the thing was, you know, Tom has a style that he tends to have his matches be in. Mm -hmm. And it's not necessarily the way Wes usually wrestles. And so I just, I didn't know how that pairing was going to really look. It really fucking good. Like I, there was, this show never had like that down match. Mm -hmm. There was never that like, oh, well, let's get through this one. Like I, man, it was really good. I wouldn't be surprised if AIW or Thorne would say that that was kind of the point of this show. Like, Hey, we're, we're back in Cleveland. We're going to give you a great card and we're going to have some great stuff all throughout yeah it was it was great yeah i got i got nothing else here but uh filthy tom won by referee stoppage yeah wes was out and uh, after the match uh wes almost spit on me oh it was it was really close well don't say that to him next time <laughs> no i didn't that was because he was he was spitting from the ring oh oh gotcha he, he said after the show that he uh felt like he was gonna throw up Oh, and yeah, he had Oh, you know what? I do remember, like he spit something out in the ring, and it looked like blood. Mm-hmm. And then he spit like one or two more times, and one of them was it. Uh, it hit the guardrail right in front of me at the bottom. Oh, that's nice. Nice that it didn't pre- hit me. That's a present for you. <laughs> Wes actually DM me and apologized. <laughs> I was like, dude, it's okay. I'm like it was close, but it's okay. Now, that's a humble man apologizing for gifts. <laughs> All right, let's move on to the next one. PME versus Josh Prohibition and Matt Cross, a.k.a. Euthanasia. And if PME wins, or if they won, uh, J-Pro would not wrestle in AIW again. But if Euthanasia won, PME would face Euthanasia in a steel cage match at next month's AIW show in Akron. Yeah, high stakes. This was uh, this was the match right for intermission, and rightfully so. This this match was fun. Yeah. So this match had my favorite moment of the night in it, for sure. Like I don't I don't know that I've laughed as hard at a wrestling show for good reasons in a long time. The match itself was great. Like everything leading up to to kind of the end of it was very good. It was exactly what I would have expected out of the people in the match. Mm-hmm. Uh. But man, that that fucking finish. Well, the first finish, fucking chef's kiss. Yeah, that was the best. It was something that I didn't tweet about because, like, in between that and the actual ending of the match, like, they were short. And I was like, I'm not spending a lot of time tweeting this out. And like, hey, if you weren't watching it, sucks. Like, I'll give you the the actual result. But yeah, let's let's get into this and uh, Papa Pepperoni, Papa Pep. Coming out as a ref. Yeah. Uh, except he don't, except he don't go here. <laughs> well, I gotta, gotta say first, not only, uh, counting the pinfall for PME, but a really fast count for PME. It was quick. It was quick. A little quick. Yeah. The, the pace was a little quick. Um, you know, but he's not a seasoned ref, so he doesn't have his, his cadence. He hadn't, he hasn't had those, you know, Jake Clemens. That's a professional. Papa Pep, he's still, you know, he's still feeling it out. So then Thorne comes out. Yeah. <laughs> and kind of makes a makes comment that PME couldn't couldn't afford uh starchy. <laughs> and they got like managed to get pe- Papa Pepperoni, but you know, 
he didn't work here. He's not a he's not a ref. So the match is going to be restarted with a real ref. And out comes Tom Dunn. And he sure did. As soon as he came out, I knew what we were seeing. And we saw, you know, Tom Dunn get in the ring, tell Papa Pepperoni, you know, got to get out, out of the ring, out of the ring. Papa Pepperoni's like, nope, nope, um, I'm staying on the ref. Tom Dunn's like, fuck this. Choke slams him. Undertaker. Undertaker. So uh, I knew that was coming. As soon as he came Papa, out, I love Papa it. Pep got up there too. Yeah, fucking Papa Pep. Oh, and even before all that, you had uh, Cardona come out and assist. You had um, uh, Rip City come out and uh, chase Cardona off. Yeah, yeah. It was the, the end of that. I'd, I'd laughed for like a solid three minutes mm-hmm. from the moment from the moment Papa Pep ran through the curtain to the moment he got choke slammed i did not stop laughing i loved it so good but yeah it was uh oh i just realized i had the had the wrong result here because i was typing too quick i put joshua bishop in philly wrong josh well, uh, well now that would be something i mean he he was in the ring yeah yeah he was he was but it was josh prohibition pinning philly for euthanasia to pick up the win and yep PME versus euthanasia in a steel cage match next month at AIW. Damn. Yeah. That's how you do it. Right. Uh, Hey, I want to wrestle you, but first I'm going to wrestle you to see if I can wrestle you (laughs) in a steel cage. Yeah. And for those wondering, we did learn in the AIW discord. Damn is not the rap show. I didn't assume it was. I did. Yeah. He's wrong for the reason Uh, for the reason. For the reasons that I stated that number one, it is in the old, uh, rap show month on top of it being a rap album. And then if I went one further, the first match that was potentially at the show and now was confirmed is steel cage match. I, I say it's an honest mistake, but I think Steve guy did bring up a good point of saying that, uh, normally if Thorne names it after a rap album or a rap song, it's, it's older. And I was like, yeah, good point. Yeah, I just assumed it was just a play on Ron Simmons saying, damn, I didn't assume it was the rap show. I kind of thought it was both. Clearly. Yes. But then, like, I thought about it later. I'm like, would they have the rap show in Akron? Like, at the Tadmore? I don't don't know. Maybe. I just just know how the Shriners are when shit gets crazy. And you have a whole show like that? Yeah. So. Well, I mean... That's the thing, though, is all these venues are pretty new, right? Well, I mean, the so the shrine's not new, but like the shrine, the shrine has let some wild shit happen. Eh? Mm-hmm. I th- yeah, you do the rap show at the shrine. I think it'd be more likely to do it there than to do it at the fucking temple. Like that's one thing that I noticed. I said when I walked into that room, I looked down and I saw red carpet, and I was like, well, at least it'll soak in the blood. <laughs> Um, but like, it's gonna like, I don't know how temple's going to react to the first time there's, you know, heavy blood. Mm-hmm. Um, and then the show had like no blood other than, uh, Elijah Dean busting his eye open. Yeah. Uh, like there was a little bit in like up in the hairline on Matt and Josh, but like not the way it's been lately you know what i mean it's just there was very little blood on it so i don't know if running the rap show up in that room be a thing based on how little blood there was even on this show and then 
I think Cardona actually had some uh, blood too. I kind of like his, uh, his lip or his mouth. Oh, good. <laughs> Where was the last rap show at? The Odeon, probably. That's what I'm trying to look up now. Oh, yeah. Gangster rap made me do it. Okay. Steve Guy said they were normally after old, like more older uh, albums and everything. Granted, the, the rap show was in June last year, was at the Odeon. Gangster rap made me do it is like maybe uh, around 15 years old. I mean, old, but not like as old as like some of the other rap show titles, like straight out of Compton. I don't know, man. Does it matter? <laughs> like, I don't know. It's not the rap show. It is not. Um, it is not. Just saying. All right. Uh, after that, went to intermission and we came back to this one. Members only getting that tag title shot against the Bitcoin boys. Woo. If I'm correct too, because obviously I didn't see pre-show match, uh, different gear from them. Uh, maybe, probably. It, it, I followed on some pictures that I've seen. It looked like they had more colorful gear. This one was a um, lot more white, which I think looked really good on them. Yeah, that was probably different. I, I honestly am not sure. I couldn't say either way. That's a small detail that I like to see from people. I don't think it's, you know, mandatory, but if you have where you have more than one match in a night, like have different gear or potential of having more than one match. Like you, you would see some of that shit at J-Lit. Yeah. Yeah. No, I think that's cool to have multiple sets of gear. If you're going to wrestle multiple times in a night, mm-hmm. um, I think that, I think that could be cool. I think it depends on who it is. I think. Uh, I don't know how many double shots he's pulled, but I don't really see like Tim Donst having another set of dirty clothes. Like, I'll hold, I wore the other dirty clothes at first match. Let me let me change to this these dirty. Clothes. I, I wore my old boots in that match. I got to wear my older boots right. in the next match. Yeah, but yeah, for people who have like gear, like cool gear, yeah, multiple sets for working multiple times in a night. Sure, it's crazy. We used to see Tim Donst once a month, and now once a year for lucky yeah yeah he is not a regular anymore he's not really regular wrestling anymore period yeah i I think he wrestles like maybe two or three places so i'm i'm gonna go out on a limb and say that in their careers in aiw past and future we're gonna see a lot of bitcoin boys versus members only and that is that is not a complaint yeah, I, I, they can run this match back as many times as they would like to. Yeah. I'll like, watch it. Like, this, there's going to be a good rivalry here, very similar to what we have with Bitcoin Boys and Bulking Season. Yeah, I look forward to the point, like, uh, a year and a half from now, two years from now, when they've ran it so many times, it gets to that that point that PME did uh, mm-hmm. with Colin and Cheech. Mm-hmm. Um, but, yeah, give me all those matches in between. I'll watch them. I'll watch those dudes go for like now until two absolutions from them. Do you think there were more people rooting for Bitcoin in this or members only? That's a hard, that's hard to call. That's, that's like kind, this, kind of where I was. Yeah. Very, very tough. Yeah. Yeah. I'd say it's pretty even if we're being real. I'd say it's pretty even. Mm-hmm. Maybe a little on members only side, just a little, but it's just a little. And even then there's. It could swing either way type thing. Like I, I, there were times that I swear there was a lot more Bitcoin. Maybe it's pretty close. Any, any thoughts on this match? No, other than it was great. And I would, again, I'll watch it again and again and again, keep doing it. I'll, 
You guys keep running that match. I will keep watching that match. It's very fucking good. It was uh, Bitcoin Boys getting the win via pinfall. Let's move on to the next one. Derek Dillinger versus Chase Oliver versus Alec Price versus Kaplan versus Joey Janela versus Gringo Loco for the AIW Intense title. That's a lot of people. Mm hmm. And to go from the tag match, tag title match, which was good, to this, just it kept the night going. Yeah. That's the other thing with this show. Like, I, so it was, it was after the match after this that I had asked Pam what time it was. And it had already, the show had already been like three hours at that point, or it was just short of three hours at that point. Mm-hmm. And it didn't feel like it. Yeah. Um, this show was like three, three and a half hours. And it did not feel like that much time had happened. Um, this show was paced great. Uh, this match was wild as you would expect. Mm-hmm. Uh, multiple points during this match where I was like, oh man, this seat's cool, but I feel like I'm probably going to get landed on. It was a danger spot. Well, this is one of those matches like it's hard to recap because just so much going on. And it's kind of why like uh, sometimes intense titles or scramble matches used to kind of kick off AW shows. I'll tell you what, man. It's one of those things where, and, and I like since things have been on like, uh, you know, IWTV before or with fight now, I love being able to go back like the next day and watch matches like this back again mm-hmm. to see the shit that I didn't see when I was there, you know, with like a singles match, you can watch the match back and there might be some stuff that like, it's cool to see a different angle of, but you really, you're, you're watching something that you really saw all of, mm-hmm. but when you get into things like this, you see things watching it back that you didn't even see when you were there in person. You can't watch two things at once. Yeah. Fuck you. Yeah. I don't know really what else to say about this match. <laughs> I, dude, I'll say this. This was another example where I said going into it, anybody that's in this match could realistically win. Mm-hmm. There was nobody in that match where it was like, oh, well, that person, their ability or whatever. Like, ah, probably wouldn't. this could have been anybody. And I think this helps establish like, like Derek just defended that title against five people mm-hmm. at once. And not just like any five people, like five people who were legitimately probably like in the top five challengers for that title uh big deal i I dig it if 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 it went back to the the intense belt being defended that way every time i wouldn't be against it that's for sure that match was fun we're just almost two months after join the swarm where Derek also defended up against joey janela but paul london and and wes barkley basically saying Derek has had a lot of uh challenges a lot of competitors and he's he, even in multi-man matches he comes out on top and it's it's not just against you know random people yeah you know his so how far into being champ is Derek at this point are we six months uh longer because you figure longer than that yeah uh, a little over six months ago was september okay and he won in august yeah so we're at about seven right seven months in and i think it's safe to say at this point that he's already cemented his name in like the list of like the top intense champions of all time mm-hmm. for sure. Uh, if he gets this thing for another six months with the way he's been running with it, he'll be like the, the he'll be the top intense champion in my opinion. I'm double checking reigns. 
Let's see. Uh, oh, he won't have the longest reign. I don't. I'm just, I'm just double double checking. What what really kind of messes it up a little bit? Like the absolute title was mixed in with it for a while. For a long while. Oh, but even then, shit. Even then, uh, Justice didn't have the longest intense title run. It's actually who I thought it was, and this is this is a match I would love to see. I just don't know if we'll see it. And Justice was only f- five days short of tying, so six days short of breaking it. Longest AIW intense title run was a Davy Vega, and Davy Vega was a dude who defended the title a lot, just the same way as Derek in in a lot of like scramble matches and and whatnot. I guess looking it up, he only had two outside of AIW. And they were at Alpha One, but a lot of multi, a lot of multi-man matches. So how long was he champ? Uh, four hundred and thirty-nine days. So that would mean Derek would have to hold on to this title basically through another hell on earth. Mm-hmm. Another two hundred twenty-eight days. Yeah, so basically through the end of the year. Mm-hmm. I don't know. It seems very doable. I mean, that's a that's one of those like it's an older record, not as. Not super old. I mean, Grant, he, it was uh, June 2014 to September 2015. Yeah, I uh, I think really, you know, with the, the intense belt being separated from the absolute belt for really the first time in years, um, Derek has reestablished it as like that belt matters a lot. Oh, I got to shit. I got to correct something. That's not the longest title reign. Oh, I looked over somebody. It's probably a reason why I looked over them. They were intense champion for 469 days. Oh, I think I know who it was. He might have tried to say that he looked like Ben Affleck. Yeah. Yeah. That dude, that dude was intense champ. For- so if Derek can hold the title for 470 days, that'd be great. Minimum. <laughs> I mean, I don't know that it, that matters, matters, but you know what I mean? I don't know. I just, he's, he has done a lot to reestablish that belt on. Yeah. Especially with it being wrapped up with the absolute title for however long it was. Years. Mm-hmm. Any, uh, anything else on this crazy ass scramble match? No, just do more of them mm-hmm. for what that's worth. Do more of those. Had Derek pinning Gringo Loco to retain the title, but then, uh, he was rubbing the win in uh, Joey Janela's face. Yeah, well, you know, I think I I don't think it's probably the last time we we'll see Derek and Janela wrestle. Mm-hmm. I feel like there's more to that coming. A part of me wants to kind of say that maybe Joey was the last great solo intense champion. I'm throwing out Justice. Bishop had a good run uh, prior to Justice, yeah. but that Bishop and today's Bishop are different. When Joey had a really good run as champion and it wasn't even Joey, like super long. And Joey did have a good run. I think part of it was just, you know, it came after Affleck <laughs> and it also had that wild ladder match with him and Don. Right. Yes. Which I was actually a huge fan of uh, that match. And then the match that Don lost it against justice. Yeah. Like he really, I mean, the run was only uh, 119 days, but the bookends were fucking great. Well, and so that, but that's kind of what I'm saying. Like mm-hmm. that Janela reign was was cool, but I think Derek's probably already kind of outdone that. Yeah, that's why I, I see like the rivalry building between the two. 
And I mean, you can't really judge things off that ladder match because that's one of those things that, like, if you get a match like that, congratulations, you know? Mm -hmm. That might be, that's like in top matches I've ever seen in my life. All right, let's uh, move on to the next one. Dominic Garini versus Timothy Thatcher. That's ruled. Yeah. I'm I'm still going on record as saying, like, this is going to be, like, a re- really big year for Dom. It seems like he's getting a lot more of these type of matches in AIW, and he's winning them. Yeah. Nice change, right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, this match fucking ruled. I loved it. Uh, it was paced really well. Like, it built mm-hmm. as the match went on. Um. I just like these kind of matches. Uh, and like once they started laying in hits and so good, so good. Um, I, it probably won't happen, but man, it'd be great to have Thatcher back like Thatcher on a jail at weekend or something. Mm-hmm. That would be, I'd watch that dude wrestle. However, many. he's so fucking good. It's kind of a side note of what we were talking about earlier. This, we would figure that this is going to be the jail at venue. You'd think probably at this point, right? Yeah. Only reason why I think about it is like, hey, you kind of mentioned Thatcher uh, being at Jaylit, and then I'm just picturing the type of crazy people you will get to have at Jaylit. Yeah. Yeah, man. If if not though, it was it was cool mm-hmm. to get to be that close uh, for a match. Uh, it was man, very fucking cool. I don't know. Were you front row, Summers? Yep, I was. Uh, other side uh of where paul greer was did you feel like we were like way closer than we usually are a little bit yeah <laughs> yeah it's cool mm-hmm. but that's why in that scramble match i was like there were a couple of times where i was like oh if he goes off this direction he's hitting me mm-hmm. he's not gonna hit the other t- he's gonna hit me i need <laughs> and no one hit you no, not one person. But I did move, so. Any uh, any more thoughts on this match? Uh, Dom getting a win over Thatcher's fucking rad. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think, like you said, it seems like it's it's Dom's year. Uh, and if we're getting stuff like him versus Thatcher at this point in the year, uh, man, I can't wait to see what Thorn lines up for him for the rest of the year. Mm-hmm. I was thinking just. In between Abso and Jaylet. Yeah. Like if, if Dom's in Jaylet, who's his opening round opponent? Yeah. I mean, there's a list of people that I would like to see, but it's an expensive list and I'm a realist. <laughs> you know, like I don't think I don't think anybody that's on that like that like, oh man, I don't I don't see like I mean maybe, but I don't see like a return of Zack Saber Jr. to run that back. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like but it'd be fucking cool. Uh or like fucking Will Ospreay or something. That's crazy, you know. Like, that's like wild expensive. That's that's dumb shit that you can't have, you know. But yeah, we'll see. Will Ospreay. Yeah, that's, that's interesting. All right, let's uh, move on to the main event. Isaiah Broner versus Matt Cardona versus Matthew Justice versus Joshua Bishop for the AIW Absolute Championship. One thing that I loved uh, before the match was kind of that moment of Justice and Bishop looking at each other and then like looking around at the balconies. Yeah. Teasing a thing that wasn't coming. Yeah. But also it was like 
that that Odeon spot was the first Odeon show, and here here they are in a match together at the next Cleveland venue, the first show at it. Right. With with an even higher balcony. Yeah. And more balconies. Yeah. Not a lot not a lot of tables though. Not a lot of tables in that room. So not a lot of those room. Are, a lot of room for are, tables. Right. Yeah, I guess there were people. Throw them off the balcony into the people. Crowd surfing. Uh <laughs> Justice no, but I, that. I, but I think it's smart to tease that shit, right? Like mm-hmm. that's because of course people are thinking it. So play it up. Fuck. Yeah. Going into this match, I was like, man, this was another one where like anybody could realistically win this thing. Uh, and boy, there were three outcomes that I was cool with. <laughs> <laughs> I wonder what those are. Ah, I, I couldn't imagine figuring. Um, this was another one of those matches where like, <clears throat> There's a lot going on. Mm-hmm. And at times you don't get to see everything that's going on. Yeah. And one of those things I didn't get to see was what happened to Bronner. I'm I'm not sure if it was one of those things that you could point out as easily. Cause I thought there was something wrong with uh potentially like his shoulder or something. Cause when I saw when he did a like the double shoulder block to PME who ended up coming out at one point in this match, it looked like he shook something off like, Oh, like that hurt. Mm-hmm. So I kind of thought that was it. Then hearing later, it uh, was potentially something else. I was like, all right, then it wasn't that. So I don't, I don't know if it's one of those things, like something happened and then he just kind of like roll, end up rolling out of the ring and, and just yeah. kind of like getting away. So it's like harder. I would, I would have to go back and rewatch it and then figure out like, okay, we don't see him after this point. What happened? It, it definitely wasn't anything like, I think obvious. Yeah, by the time I realized it was anything serious, like I'm usually kind of I'm I'm hip to like the steps that seem to happen whenever something actually bad happens, and it's like Steve guy's the first person that's usually there. Then it's oh get Pedro, then oh Pedro's like oh no, I, there's somebody this this actually we need medical attention. Mm-hmm. So you get Jeremy. <laughs> and then when I saw Joss, I was like oh fuck, is it bad bad? Like, yeah. like, is he dying oh shit but uh yeah fortunately not yeah i won't necessarily go into details but it doesn't sound like it's as serious as it could have been so that's yeah that's kind of like the only news i'm i'm happy to hear about it like at least it's not something ultra serious yeah in the moment it it fucking felt like like oh like you said like oh shit here's steve here's pedro here's jeremy now here's john's like oh fuck yeah, I was waiting for a priest next. Like, oh, probably not good. Reading the man is right. <laughs> Last ones. Uh, right here at ringside. Well, shit. Uh, a, lot, a lot of shit happened in this match, but I think it, it comes down to the end. Well, it does. And I mean, so that also the, the one thing I wanted to point out, though, with like with him not being there, uh, I think it kind of changed some of the pace of the last part of the match. Mm-hmm. from that point over you know what i mean because there was peace missing mm-hmm. maybe not but it kind of felt that way at times you know what i mean like not in like a bad way but just like you could tell that things were like kind of on the fly for a minute mm-hmm. but yeah that ending huh the one thing that i don't want to say we thought would never happen i thought it was going to happen in like 2020 pre-pandemic happening uh-huh. and since it didn't happen then i Put it out of my mind. But Bill Alfonso turned on justice. Yeah, he did. To help Cardona pin him 
and become the new AIW Absolute Champion. Fucking fun. Like, when everything was going on with Justice and, and Rip City in the 2019 into 2020, I thought, I legitimately thought, like, oh, we're going to see Fonzie, like, join Rip City. Like, even just, can you imagine, like, Fonzie with Rip City? I just, at that point in time, it to me, it made sense. That could have been cool. But since it didn't happen, like I said, I just put it out of my brain. Yeah. And when I look and all of a sudden I see Fonzie throwing a chair at Justice, it's like, oh, fuck. And I've, I've learned I need to quit joking about Cardona winning the absolute title because every time I do, he, he does. Uh, so thanks, I'm, Summers. I'm two for two on that one. Like I, 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 I joked with Pam last week that Cardona was going to win. I mean. I, my pick was Bishop, but like end of the show, like made the little crack that Cardona is going to win. Uh, and he fucking won. I heard, I heard that win made a grown man cry. In that. <laughs> was it Cardona? Oh, I know a different, I heard of a different grown man. I'm not going to put anybody's actual personal business out there, but that's, there are people emotionally invested. So I get it. I get making the move. If you, if you bring a grown man to tears. With the end of a wrestling match, you've done something. Yeah, um, Cartona is a new is a, is a two time AIW Absolute Champion. He is. You know the nice thing about that is uh, if he's wrestling in the main event against anybody that I don't care about, I can leave early. That's. Not- I hope every title match is against someone you like. You really care about. I probably will be. I probably. Will. But yeah, I, I don't know. I just think he's hokey. I don't even like dislike him. Like. There are people, like I said, a man brought to tears, uh, emotionally invested in shit and like really hate him. And, and like, I think he's a sh- shitty person. I don't think he's, I think he's done really shitty, unethical, like business things outside of wrestling. Um, and I didn't like him for that shit, but as far as like wrestling goes, he's fine in ring. He's, he honestly has done more shit in ring than I would have expected an ex WWE guy to do. Um, mm-hmm. he's, he's been really good with that shit. I just think he's fucking hokey, man. I just don't get it. I think he's real fucking hokey. I think his promos are dumb and they're all canned and he just uses the same ones everywhere he goes. He doesn't do anything. That's like specific to fucking places. Like sometimes it feels like he has a hard time remembering the name that goes along with promo. Um, all the deathmatch king shit like oh cool good for you that doesn't exist here there's deathmatch like once a year um and he hasn't been on those shows yeah that's not a thing that's just not a thing here so don't bring gimmick from other places in if you're gonna earn your fucking money toy dork uh i say that as a toy dork um but like put some effort i don't know i just think he's hokey I do appreciate, though, that somebody taught him that, like, fucking hair dye comes in multiple colors, because that wasn't quite as, like, shoe polish black. You got that much money, man. <laughs> maybe he was he was always going for the NWO Hogan. Oh, maybe. Maybe. That, honestly, I hadn't considered that, and that genuinely could be a thing. I could see that dude thinking was fucking cool. He, d- he does like Hogan. I bet he does. I bet he does. I don't think it's his number one guy, though. I think it's that's between Warrior and um, Savage. I think maybe more Savage than anything. Well, I hope. Because the other one really ain't the best role model in or outside of wrestling. 
Yeah, I know. I mean, Savage is the best of the three, but even then, like, he's a little sketchy too. Yeah, it's wrestling. Especially then, everybody was a little sketchy. Yeah. I just, I just like the characters, not the people. Yeah. Yeah, but I mean, it's it's cool. I mean, there's there's certainly a crowd that comes with Cardona mm-hmm. um, that is not there otherwise. There was a dude from Pittsburgh that was waiting in line who the only reason that he knows about AIW is because of Cardona. And he comes up to the shows now because of Cardona. The one that only comes to the shows Cardona's on. So he's not a full convert. The one that's friends with Pam. Oh, I don't know that they're friends. They, they know uh, each other. I'm friends as in like Facebook friends type thing. Yeah. 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 I, I know him too. So I know you're talking yeah. about. Yeah. 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 That guy. But yeah. So it brings in, uh, it brings in other people, mm-hmm. outside people. So I get it. I get it. Yeah. I always hope those people stay. I mean, if you're coming from Pittsburgh, maybe that's a little much to come every month. But like, if you're a Northeast Ohio fan, like come for Cardona, but stay for everybody else. Or, uh, there's one fan who just started like showing up recently and like, I technically only met her on Twitter years ago and now she's realizing or even like with the past like few years that, oh yeah, like all these people that I, I like all of a sudden they were in AIW and like she's, li- she lives in Cleveland. Oh, <laughs> but I know like her, I think her first AIW show was the Danhausen show and she'll come like so many shows since then too, but it's kind of like, Hey, you know, you like all these people that you like really enjoy now. And like you, like she just did a, uh, that one house show where she met Orange Cassidy and Britt Baker. And it's like, yeah, you could have met Britt a hundred times. Yeah, I don't know, man. I mean, that's a factual statement. You could have met Britt Baker dozens upon dozens of times. So, yeah, that's that. That's the show. And, uh, yeah, and the new AAW Absolute Champion. Yeah, and I would say it's 100% worth a watch back on Fight. Like, I've watched it back. Uh, the production values for AIW have improved so much mm-hmm. um there's still a little hiccup here or there but like from those first few shows like it's it's impressive how quickly people have kind of latched onto their roles and figured stuff out really cool i mean it's kind of like what we were saying with the venue where you know there, there was going to be some growing pains and they're, they're still working on stuff like shit will not be perfect right but i think as long as you have the right people in place and then even like with the sound on uh, the stream. I don't know if it was first picked up on social media, the discord or wherever, but you know, when people were bitching about it, like I happen to look over and I see uh, chase Oliver right there. Commentary. So I'm, I'm knowing like, Oh, he's, he's got it. He's on it. So yeah, his days, his days look much more stressful now. Mm-hmm. Talk about no pressure. Yeah. Uh, maybe a little, maybe just a t- <laughs> tinge of pressure. You give him the uh, catchphrase, no pressure, and he goes, you know what? Hold my beer. I'm going I'm to I'm get all the pressure. Yeah. In the ring, behind the curtain, just make it stressful as fuck. But yeah, man, it's, it's you know, that first, they put that first Kent show up, like, what, like a week ago or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, and I looked at it for a second. And like, it's, do yourself that favor. Go watch, like just a random 10 minutes of that Kent show. Um, and then watch the show from this past week. Yeah. Uh, just the, how far people have came in such a short time. 
uh, doing a thing that they hadn't had to do previously for wrestling is mm-hmm. impressive. It's really fucking impressive. All right. Any uh, last minute thoughts or final plugs before we go? No, it was a good show, man. It was a hell of a way to kick off a new venue uh, for AIW. And hopefully, you know, things, you know, figure themselves out over, you know, the next show or two where, like, I think it's just going to be you know, trial and error like anything. Um, you keep what works and you get rid of what doesn't and you figure out a different way. I'm confident that they'll figure it out uh, for the for the couple of small things that could be improved. That's all. No, uh, as far as plugs go, uh, I have a podcast. You can listen to old episodes because uh, no new episodes have came out since January. Uh, super fantastic. Uh, it's about horror movies. Uh, no uh, April Fool's episode this year? No, no. Um, so I have way too many irons and way too many fires right now. <laughs> and I did it to myself. Uh, but I had to put something on the back burner and it's the podcast. Uh, there's going to be some new episodes. I I even have one new episode recorded. I just have a specific time when I want to put it out. Hell, it might end up being the next episode. Um, I hope I do something before then, but, uh, yeah, so that's a podcast. It exists. It's like a deep dive into the history of specific horror movies with a guest who likes that particular movie. Um, you can get it on iTunes, uh, Spotify, or uh, anywhere that you get your podcast from. It's probably, but yeah, it's uh, probably not a new one for him. Something I caught before uh, recording today that uh, Kevin Smith is close to kind of getting the rights back to Dogma. Oh, maybe not him directly, but there's a group that is trying to that have been trying to purchase the right rights. Like I guess he, uh, he offered half a million, mm-hmm. the, the Weinstein people lawyers, cause obviously he's in jail, turned it down. He got a, gr- a group of people together, put their money together and put up a million, turned it down. And supposedly there's this like third, uh, option outside of like Kevin Smith that put their money together and they're trying to, I don't know whether they're securing the rights for just dogma or like a bunch of properties or whatever, but like supposedly he's, they could be close to getting it back. Yeah, man. I mean, I'll believe it when I see it. I Mm -hmm. think the most likely way that that happens because Harvey, so Harvey owns it. He knows that Kevin can't do anything about it when he, you know, with him owning it, Mm -hmm. Um, he's in fucking prison, but he doesn't need money. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Like this is only, only so much money he could spend in prison. Uh, yeah. Legal fees so, is the, the main thing of helping recoup yeah. Coop that. Yeah, but he also, like, I feel like Harvey Weinstein is a dude who probably holds a grudge. I don't know the guy, but he sure seems like a dude who would probably hold a grudge, right? Yep. Uh, and Kevin Smith has came out and just said, you know, what he thinks of Harvey, which good for him. Mm-hmm. Harvey's a piece of shit. Uh, and, uh, but I would imagine that any, if there's a sniff of anything, having, having, getting access to dogma back, uh, Harvey, I wouldn't think, uh, it's going to have to be somebody like a 24 comes in or just some other company mm-hmm. unrelated. That's just like, Hey, we're looking to pick up some stuff to put on Blu-ray to flip a dollar and you're not using this. That's the situation where it's going to sell. And then if those folks get 
Kevin involved. Cool. But that's the only way I could see Harvey letting that thing go. Mm-hmm. And he probably won't let it go until he fucking has because he knows it opens some kind of door for Kevin to, to have access to a thing that he can't have. Yeah. That's my guess. That's the way it's been. It's always been made out to sound like whenever it's been talked about by Kevin or, you know, it's being, it's being held for a reason point. All right. You can find myself at J Summers three, three zero on TikTok, Twitter, Instagram, and hive much like you can find the show on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram, facebook.com slash wrestling cheers, twitter.com slash wrestling cheers and Instagram.com slash wrestling cheers email. If you so choose to desire wrestling cheers at gmail.com. And let's go over those places that you can listen to this show where you can rate review and subscribe. That would be Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, TuneIn, YouTube, Spotify, iHeartRadio, Pandora, Amazon Music, or Podbean, wrestlingcheers.podbean.com. And in the show notes, there is a link tree link to all of them. Check out our podcast friends such as Hiya Bussy, Super Fantastic Podcast, The IndieCast, Sobros Network, Biff Radio, Game Marks Podcast, Powerbomb Jitsu, Power Driver Podcast, Fully Posable, Positively Pro Wrestling, Indie Wrestling Guide, If You Catch My Grift, At Odds With Wrestling, Marks With Mics, Juggalo Rewind, X Over, This Ends At Prom, and Porch Talk. Check out our other non-podcasting friends such as The Mystery Men, Redline Radio, Mouse's Wrestling Adventures, VHS Party Tonight on Instagram, Danger Zone Video in Juliet, Tennessee, Heart of Gold, Toy Ohio Toy Show, Time Capsule Toys, Smoking Jay's Barbecue, 20 by 20 Apparel, JCP Designs, Midwest Territory, Southern Underground Pro, and the official graphic designer of Wrestling Cheers, Moy Boy Designs. That will do it for us here on Wrestling Cheers, where everybody knows your name, unless you're Steph DeLander and NXT, and we just don't know. Later. It's the wrestling cheers. Get up on your feet. Praying in your day in the middle of the week. And yeah, you gotta love the show. Yeah, you know it holds a title for the best podcast. Talking wrestling in Ohio. Finishing a cold one. Take a load off. We ain't all about the prohibition like Josh. So we cheers. And then we sit back, other shows are in the trash, kinda like they Nick Stapp Like the name is Matt Justice, wearing all the gold Wrestling Cheers is coming to a close The number one podcast going in the game And one day everybody's gonna know the name It's the Wrestling Cheers This is Platinum Max, signing off Ohio, good night The world, good night We love you, we'll see you next week